Broadcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. All right, welcome back, everybody. We are here. Yes. Okay, so we have a, uh, we actually have kind of a packed show this week. Yeah, it was. We have we have got a bunch of things lined up. We do. Yeah, we're not uh, not just scrounge. Not that we ever do that. Uh, but no, no, we never do that. <laughs> no. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to talk real quick here in just a second about a uh, movie I saw that just came out. Uh, but for the uh, meat of the show, what do we have, Joe? We have a country a, a parody of a country song yeah. that has now been. Um, how do you want to say it? Um, taken down. Well, yeah, I guess in a way. I mean, we have a whole little segment we're going to do here on this parody. There's there's this YouTube channel that does parodies, um, but they use AI, and they're also but they're also like a what you want to call it? They're a, a music and artists themselves, but mm-hmm. the, but they do parodies, and unfortunately, this has been taken down. However, we found a clip of it that we could still play for you, and we're going to discuss that clip, and we're going to discuss the hilarity of what this YouTube channel did until he had to make all of his videos private. Yes. Uh, and second thing we're going to do is uh, you found, you were listening to a show, actually another podcast about... Uh, I was. Uh, what was the name of that podcast, by the way? It's called Revisionist History. Okay. So I want to give them full credit that that's what I was listening to uh, when we discussed this next topic today. Yeah, which they were talking about the uh, the pilot voice. The, everybody knows the the voice that comes across the, uh, the airplane, you know, when they're give you info about landing and whatnot, yep. you know, choppy. What the weather's like and yeah. maybe heading into some crosswinds, that kind of stuff. Yes, yeah, so you have some interesting information about that. Um, I do. I found two stories, which would be our third section of the show. And to uh, wrap up, I'm bringing back an oldie because I have, uh, I have I found some new content for it. It is uh, ah. a, a fan favorite, the Gen Z words. I, you know, I, just, I love the Gen Z words. Like I said, I, it's, one of my, it's one of my personal favorite pieces of the show because I feel like I learned something every time we do Gen Z words. Yeah, actually the one I found was I literally found today. Like that's how okay. new it is for me. Yeah, so I'm excited. So this is like fresh, this is like a Gen Z word like fresh, like right off the presses, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah, and I, I also did check in with uh, three reliable sources that I have at my disposal. Oh nice, to make sure that we're not like off base or anything. Yes, and I had to kind of find out the context of how it's used. And even how to pronounce it properly. And now oh. I understand, and uh, we will Ooh. learn this word shortly. Wow, I'm I'm excited now because this sounds like it's going to be a real learning experience. It is, and it's uh, this. It's a good word. It's it can be a compliment or an insult. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> nice. Uh, but anyway, so let's jump into this, Joe. Oh, actually, uh, real quick before we do, uh, sorry, I did want to mention that I saw a movie came out on HBO Max, Max, whatever they call it now. It's HBO, called, it's just Max, just Max. Which now. I do, I don't care for that. Just call it HBO, that's what it always is. Max sounds too much like Cinemax. I, I don't understand what happened to the original name. What the hell was wrong with HBO Max? Just poor choices. Yeah, I know, like, well, people couldn't say it, they couldn't spell it. No, why? Just stop. Okay, but anyway, I saw the uh, the Blue Beetle. Have you heard of this? I mean, I've, I, it was a, it was a, it's not a superhero movie, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so the Blue Beetle is, I don't even know if it was based off like a comic or, or what, but I saw it on, like I said, I saw it on HBO and I decided to give it a watch because I do enjoy movies like that. Okay. Let me just say, if you like, you know, superhero movies, if you're mm-hmm. a big fan, you may not love this one. It was different. It was supposed to be sort of like interlaid with like like comedy as well. Okay. You know how like some of them do that, like not a lot of them, but like uh, like Deadpool, Deadpool, Shazam. They were very yeah, it was Shazam-y. Yeah. yeah, but it was it wasn't the best. It was very like you know spoon fed. Like it was it just it wasn't very creative comedy. Uh, it, it felt very heavy handed. Like they just, they were doing it because they felt like they needed to. Uh, and the, the special effects were actually pretty good though. I'll give them credit on that. But the uh, the story was a little weak for me. That's all I gotta say so, about that. So I, I guess this is so I saw some previews for it, and I you have to remind me was it, is this part of the Marvel universe or DC universe? I have no idea. You have no idea. Well, why don't we? I mean, why don't we just ask the internet 
I can't imagine after seeing this that it was part of either, to be honest, because it was done, uh, I would say, not up to par with the others. Well, a surprise, surprise. It's it is a it is a side character in the DC universe. Okay, they just so, they passed this off to HBO, didn't they? They're like you make it. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I thought it, I thought it came to theaters for a little bit, didn't it? Or did it go straight to? I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe it did go to theaters. I don't know. But uh, it had a bo- It was a. It was considered a box office bomb, <laughs> only a hundred and twenty nine million worldwide against a production budget of a hundred and four million becoming the lowest grossing film in the DC uh, extended universe. Hmm. Well, so I guess, I mean, I, I can see why it just didn't, I don't know. Like even at first, when I first click. saw it, like, I'm like, I'm like, what is the blue beetle? You know, they referred to it as the scarab in, right, in right. the movie. And I think that may have even been a better title. <laughs> right. It actually, the, the better title was right in front of them. Yeah. But I think the character's name in the comics might be blue beetle. Maybe, but I don't know. I mean, it could have been done a lot better. That's all I'll say. I don't you need to talk it about boring. it. Like, yeah, the I mean, comedy wasn't funny. The sh- the movie was boring. Like it had there had to have been something about it that like just didn't work with you. Pretty much all that. Like everything you just said. The comedy okay. was was less than stellar. It less was than, okay. Uh, it, like I said, it was very very heavy handed. Like they were just trying to make it funny, and it really wasn't. And the the storyline itself was rather boring and unengaging. Uh, and there was a lot of like plot holes in it. I found, but like I said, I don't want to spend too long talking about this because sure, no, no, I understand. Because I'm also not talking about the plot itself. Because if you do want to go watch it, I don't want to spoil it. So let's just leave it at that. If you decide to check out the Blue Beetle, I guess let us know what you think. You know what, though, I think this might be an interesting time to mention just a, a general statement on, or, or just make a general statement on superhero films. There is a real. There's a lot of. Uh, intro uh, introspection, a lot of self self searching right now going on in Hollywood, because uh, superhero films are not doing well right now. Are people kind of all. over them? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much you've seen it, but I have had had I've had my eye on the the media here in this space for a few weeks now. I mean, the newest one, the Marvels from mm-hmm. the other extended universe, the Marvel universe, uh, which is you know it comes out of Disney, bombed. It was the worst grossing marvel movie to date um i don't and i don't know if it i don't know if it broke even or not but it did terribly you think people just just weren't interested in that one or just in general i wonder if they're just kind of over the superhero stuff i here's right here's the problem is i think that i think the reason why not only like the blue beetle but the marvels are doing so poorly is that there's actually two things going on and it's the two and it's not just one or the other one of them is people are just sick of superhero movies. Like I, I know me personally, somebody who enjoys a good superhero movie, I don't really want to go see one right now. Yeah. But then on, right? Yeah. I mean, but, but, I'm where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. With that said, though, when the new Deadpool comes out, I kind of want to see it. Like, because I, I enjoy the Deadpool movies or movie. They movies. are very funny. They're they're, very they're done funny. really well. I, they are I, funny, and I enjoy them. I enjoy them well as too, but I think, I think that you bring up a good point, and that's the second problem that I'm taught that I I was was going to mention was that I think the Marvels had a fundamental problem in and of itself oh. that nobody was interested in those characters. Wait, what characters were in the Marvels? I'm assuming Captain uh, Marvel. Captain Marvel. Huh? Um, I oh. apologize. Uh, you know another what? Side, uh, yeah. I think I saw a preview for this. The Incredible okay. Hulk's in it too, right? I mean, he might make a cameo or something, but oh, he's right. not. He's not like he's a, not one of the, the main characters. Right. It's it's so it's Captain Marvel, which is played by Brie Larson. It's Miss Marvel, who's played by Iman uh, Vellani, and there is one more superhero in it. And I apologize, I forget her. I forget which so it's, character she plays. It's kind of centric uh, around Captain Marvel, though. Around Brie Larson's character? Well, it's funny that you're saying these questions because it's one actually one of the main complaints of the movie is that so they they pulled Brie Larson's character and these two other characters together mm-hmm. who have either appeared in their own shows or they were side characters in other Marvel movies and brought them together for their own movie and tried to make this kind of like like oh it's like a team thing you know like right, like the other like Marvel the Avengers, movies yeah. right yeah like oh they're all together but one of the big complaints is that 
these characters are largely unknown because people didn't, they didn't like see the side stories and they didn't watch the stuff on, on Disney plus. And like you said earlier, I don't want to belabor the point, but like it just didn't do well. So it matches up with the, with the, the blue beetle and the other DC films, like the, I think it was the flash that bombed at the box office. I mean, there's a couple different problems over here going on over here, but I'd say largely people are just getting sick of superhero films. Okay. I mean, I, I have been for a while. Not even sure yeah, why I, know, I watched right? the you, Blue Beetle. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't think I didn't think you were <laughs> that interested in it anyway. No, no. I was just I was, it was late and I was looking for something to watch. I threw it on, but yeah. So anyway, all right. Let's let's Boy, move on. There you go. Before people tune out, uh, let's jump into the uh, this country song parody, Joe. Okay. You, you sent this to me the other day. Yeah, I, this is so. Give me some background on this. This is a this all started as a YouTube channel uh, called There I Ruined It. And what there I ruined it. That's just like the whole sentence, right? What this YouTube channel does, and he had other social media presence too, until this recent incident with the, uh, with this, with the, with the strikes against his account. Um, he would take, uh, he would take songs like, um, uh, like say like Nine Inch Nails Hurt, and have and and use AI, use AI voice uh, modulation and creation, whatever you want to call it, to sing the words instead of like the main singer, right? But right. He would, then he but, he, but he would change the beat of the song. Like it, it sounds like a Beach Boys song, but they're singing Nine Inch Nails Hurt, right? Which is, it's just hilarious to hear it actually play out because you're thinking, all right, well, how, what would that actually sound like? And then you listen to it and you're like, you're like, holy crap. Like it, it sounds exactly like he describes it to sound, except it's it's the song that I, I, I think it is, only it's being sung by the Beach Boys and it sounds like it's come out of the 1950s. And it sounds ridiculous and it's yeah. hilarious. And I loved every point of it. So this, I sent you a link to one of his newest creations and it was blowing up. He did, I think the title, and you have to remind me here, the title of the song was like, what everyone thinks bro country sounds like. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's or like some, something, something, along something about lines. bro country. Uh, but yeah, oh. so I, what I found hilarious about this, which we are going to play it here in just a moment, everybody. Uh, but what I found so funny was that we actually talked about this issue with country music yeah, and how so many artists just to shoehorn in anything cliche with country, like any broke, bro country, bro country. Yeah. Yeah. Dixie cups, dirt roads. Like we took, we had a whole episode about this one time. The, the truck. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy did it and it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. He took what we always made jokes about, which was like bro country is just the same three or four subjects mm -hmm. crammed all into like, it all into like three minutes, just repeated over and over and just literally did that. Yes. So let's play it for everybody and then we'll kind of jump yeah. into I'll, Yeah. We'll just pause or stuff every once in a while. We'll make a, we'll make a point about something. If we Here have we go. To. Truck jeans, beer girl, creek boots, truck, tan legs, train dog, beer, Dixie cup. Got a beer in my beer. Whoops. Uh, sorry. Heavy in my truck. Got a dog at the wheel. Cut off jeans. Truck. Dirt road, back road, beer, moonlight, red, white, and blue, girl, Friday night. Uh, was it there for a second? <laughs> I mean, it, ha it's, it is not more, it doesn't get more on the, like, the, on the nose and that. But what's, but what's really funny about that is let's suppose you're at a party, mm -hmm. okay? And that came on, I would just think it's a regular song. Exactly. <laughs> Put it in the background. Not a single person is going to say, did he just rhyme truck with truck? Yeah, beer and or I, I, I want to hear more. I hear. Yeah, well, what do you say? I don't know. Let me play more. Here we go. I got my boots in the dirt. Got the dirt from a dirt road beneath my truck. Got the dirt from, from my girl. She's got the dirt. I got the dirt from the dirt road. The dirt road. I got my boots. Got the dirt. I got the dirt from the dirt road. Beer and dirt and girls and truck. <laughs> Just repeats it over yeah. and over, and I love how he's like, "I got the dirt from the dirt road beneath my truck." You know, uh, I want to go just a little bit further with this because I love the chorus here. <laughs> here we yeah. go. Cut off jeans truck. I love I love how he's like I love how he's like I got a beer in my beer and a Chevy in, in my, my truck. truck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last little bit here, then we're gonna talk about this. Black road beer moonlight, red, white, and blue girl Friday night. 
it's all in there. So, and I think what makes it brilliant mm. is that because he used an AI, I think it's a say on the, I think it was Luke Combs. I think, I think it's think. Luke, Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I mix up the, I, every one of them sounds like, right. This is such a right. Every one of them sounds exactly the same to me, right? That's how much I listen to Bro Country. Um, yeah, I'm only familiar with Luke Bryan's voice because uh, we watch uh, American Idol, so I've gotten familiar with what he sounds like. Oh, okay, okay. But what I think is so brilliant about that creation, it's just not like me or you strumming it on a guitar or whatever. He uses AI to to train on the voice that he wants. Mm-hmm. Then he writes the lyrics out, but then he has the AI voice sing the words in the song so it sounds just like the artist. Right. Yeah, I and, love, and that's what makes it sound so. It's brilliant. It is, dude. He's, he's like, I wish, I wish we could do this kind of stuff because we we have come up with many topics that would have been hilarious for like parody songs. Right. If we could get the voice right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Wait, there's like one more line coming here. Something about fish bait. I want to hear it. Yeah. There we go. Bait tailgate, small town y'all. Pinks on whiskey shot, fake southern draw. The red dirt, amen, farm double wide. Beer, 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 and I'm proud of my pride. Got a. <laughs> right. I love how he has to get in. He has to get in the whole like uh, double you know, wide. Like, yeah. It's so country. On the farm and, pri- and proud of my pride. Uh, you know? Oh my God. That... It's so good. It's so good. Yes. Well done, sir. Yes, well done. Uh, yeah, so, so that, yeah, if you want to check out some, yeah, yeah, so if you want to check out some of this stuff, um, what, what is it on Instagram again? There, so unfortunately, right. So unfortunately, right now, if you want to check out his stuff, you have to go to Instagram, which I didn't even, ha- I don't even have an Instagram account, but I, but I know you do, so we were able to find it because. So you used to be able to just go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, you on so as of today or yesterday, two days ago, I think he had to make all of his all of of his music on his YouTube channel private. Because he has received his second strike from the record companies uh, for his work, which is his work is protected by fair use. But because YouTube doesn't want to stick their nose in it, the record companies rejected his fair use claim. And YouTube basically wiped their hands of the situation and gave him two strikes. So right now, the only place to watch his stuff is Instagram. And I mean, maybe TikTok. But I know the ones that we found we're, we're still on Instagram. They're still posted on Instagram. Yeah, for now. Because I think, I'm pretty sure, didn't Facebook buy Instagram? They did. So then they'd have to, I mean, the, the record companies would then have to would issue it, like a cease and desist or whatever against that channel too. Which I'm sure they probably will. Yeah. And it's, so. it's really, un- honestly, it's really unfortunate. And, and this is probably one of the only most like opinionated and it's not political, but like thing I'll say on the show is that I, I th- personally, I think it's bullshit. And I wish that, people like this could have the freedom to write what's called obvious parody. And that fair use protects obvious parody. Like if you and I did something on the show, an obvious parody of pick a song, I don't care whatever song it is, right? and we would sing it, but we'd change the words around or whatever, or we would impersonate someone's voice. Yeah. It's protected under fair use for obvious parody. Right, and yeah, which is how like Weird Al gets away with it. Exactly, even though Weird Al like always tried to get permission, like he technically was protected by the law, for doing obvious parody, but it's unfortunate that this guy's and this guy, and as far as I know, like this person's part of their livelihood. Like they depend on those YouTube clicks and that ad revenue for for some of their income. And then again, it, it would it'd be an entire episode in and of itself. It's unfortunate that the people who I guess will say he's parodying or the companies. The companies of the people he's parodying, parody, <laughs> great. Parodied, parodied, parodied. That sounds funny. That they can't. It's important that they can't take a joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like you know. You think it's going to deter people from buying the actual songs? Like, I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why they think. May, maybe it's because. Do you think it's because he's making money off of this? Like, they don't want him to uh, to reap the rewards. I think that's rewards? part of it. I think that's part of it. I think that they know that. I think the thought process is, well, he's he's reaping the rewards from from our, and I, I use our loosely because it's really the songwriters and stuff, but from our artistry and and parody, parroting it on YouTube. So that's ours. that's that should be our money, so shut this stuff down. That's where that's where I think it comes from, yeah. well, like what what about like cover songs? Is it, like you can't just cover a song on YouTube and play it, right? 
okay, well, that's that's a funny story. You bring that up because it's what the law calls uh, largesse, where it's like it's basically hands off. You you can't really really if you if you just take your guitar and cover a song on YouTube, you could you could technically be either either demonetized, receive a strike, or nothing at all. And a lot of times. A lot of times the record companies or the artists themselves, because the artists themselves can do it, basically sometimes look the other way. Yeah, I was going to say, because I've seen people cover songs on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I don't know why some, like you said, some get away with it and some don't. It has to come down to money. Like if the channel's successful and maybe they're making money, they don't want them to on their song by singing it. You know, I mean, which I get, it's their song. Like why should you make money off of it? But the only difference that comes to my mind in this case is that because he was using AI trained voices? Oh, because it sounded that, exactly like him. That it sounds like the artist. That it, it especially pissed them off, right? Oh, you know, I didn't think about that. That's probably true, because it's not just a it, like with Weird Al. It's Weird Al doing a song, but it, it's him singing, so right. it's obviously not the artist. In this case, it could be misconstrued as a Luke Bryan song. I think that's their argument. I disagree with their argument. I still think this is what I would put in the bucket of obvious parody. All right, but well, look, if this song came, like you said earlier, if this song came on in the background and you were at someone's house, I'm like, is this a new Luke Bryan song? Like, <laughs> and, yeah. like I would think it was it. Like, I'm like, this is the oddest until, thing I've ever heard him do. Until you heard it, though. Until you actually listened, though. Right, but if no one explained what it was, and like right. if it just came on and no one had heard this yet in the room, you'd be like, why did why did he make this song that is so obviously over the top, cliche country everything? Right. With no explanation, I would a hundred percent think he did it. So you know what then? I think we need a little experiment. <laughs> yeah, oh, find somebody. I think the next time we're at your house and we have some people over, you and I are gonna secretly pop this up in the background like three or four times. Okay. Right? Until somebody either calls it out or doesn't call it out at all. That's fine. We'll do that. <laughs> I, I would love to do that. Just kind of do the social experiment. Oh, dude, people would people would think it was his song. I'm telling you, they would have questions, but they would think it was and, him. And there's so many variables here, though. You have the volume, mm -hmm. right? Because if it's like high or low, like obviously if it's louder, it's a little easier to pick up on the fact that he just said, "There's a beer in my beer and a Chevy in my truck," right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if I. If I said, hey, here's a new Luke Bryan song, check it out. You would think it was him, I'm just saying. Just saying. If you were to Okay, so I could I can see the argument that in that initial moment, I may think that he actually did the parody. Yeah. That, that he I think actually, that's the problem. That's got to be the problem. I think you hit it. I think, I think my opinion of the record companies is unchanged, but I understand the fact that why his parody may have irked them more than other people who will go on YouTube and just cover songs. Let me say this, Joe. Let's say that somebody decided to put a parody of our podcast, okay? Somebody was wanted to make fun of us, all right? Okay. And they, AI, like, created our voices and made mm -hmm. some, like, some real dumb content that we talked about, but it wasn't us. Yeah. You, you can't say that we wouldn't be mildly upset that, because they used our voices. Uh, I don't know if I'd care. <laughs> I, I yeah. really don't. So there, there's an entire podcast that does that. It's called Dudesy. Okay. They take, they take Tom, they take Tom Hanks's voice mm -hmm. and they make him say the most absurd, ridiculous things. Like I, I was listening to it yesterday and it's, it's side splittingly funny because it's Tom Hanks talking, but he's saying the most absurd things. So I think it depends if they get on there and they're like, they say some absolutely, they make it sound like you or me said some absolutely like, like heinous, like horrible things, like racist, vile crap. You know, then I'd be mad. Right. Yeah. Do you think a disclaimer at the beginning of that song would have, would have done any justice? Like uh maybe. You know Maybe I mean? like, this is not actually Luke Bryan and then played the song. Maybe that's a good point. Like, right. Like if it said like, you know, this is not actually Luke Bryan and then let and right. And then let the song go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But let's, uh, we could, we could talk about that for a while, but let's keep moving through this show here, Joe. Uh, let's jump into your next spot here. 
this is the uh, the pilot the pilot voice section of the show. Yeah, this is the this is the pilot voice, and I'm I'm really looking forward to this conversation with you because I know we 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 did a little prep work, we got something set up to experiment with here, but. I want to give full credit to revisionist history. So this is not you and I, this is not me. Like I didn't do any of this research. I didn't do the interviews. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I want to make sure that, you know, full credit goes to revisionist history, but I was listening to actually it's their latest episode. So if you want to check this out for real, when you're done listening to the entirety of our show today, which of course everybody listens to the full hour, right? I hope so. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, all all the statistics that I've looked at says nobody ever tunes out. No, never. <laughs> Thank so, you. Thank you all when, for that. When you're done with revisionist, you're done with our show today. Uh, go check out the last episode of revisionist history called, I think it's just called the pilot voice or this, or it's, it's actually the title is called, this is your captain speaking. Ah, yes. That's and a great the, title. It is a great title. Yeah. The entire premise uh, of the show. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we're about to exactly. land. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, we are approaching Pittsburgh International. Uh, flight looks, uh, landing looks like it's going to be uh, pretty smooth. <laughs> I can't do pilot voice. <laughs> but it was actually no. I, but what you just did there was actually was was really good because you hit on a couple things that they talk about in that episode. And one of them is is that if you just take a random sampling of people, whether mm -hmm. it be me or you or our friends or just a random person on the street, and ask them, oh, how to imitate a pilot. It will do. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll do. do this. Uh, thank you for flying Gen Extra Air. I uh, hope you enjoy your stay here in uh, the sunny uh, Miami. And we will uh, be on the ground in about 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, like it's, uh, yeah. And, and it's to a T. Like mm. everybody has the same response. It's all like they say something and they'll go, uh, uh. <laughs> we might have some, right. We might be flying into some crosswinds. So, uh, Make sure you leave your seatbelt on during the duration of the flight today, and uh, we'll be in uh, we'll be into Miami in about uh, two hours. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It just right. I know. I just started thinking about the uh, like it was like a few episodes ago when the uh, we we heard the pilot uh, talking to like ground control. Yeah, and it was when that lady had a uh, an accident with her bowels all through the plane. Oh God! Yeah, I could like <laughs> yeah. That all just came back to me. But you know oh, they would say it the same way. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, ground control, we uh, we had an incident with a passenger. Uh, she uh, diarrheaed all over the floor, through the aisle, all the way from the front to the back of the plane. Uh... Right. And it would be super calm, and it'd yeah. be in, that, in that, that, that monotone, kind of like droney but confident pilot voice. Yeah. And that's what this, that's what this episode focuses on, is that clearly – Clearly, not everybody talks like that, including pilots. So, what happens with the pilot voice? Well, that's what why I was going to ask you. So, like why? Yeah, why is it like this? Do they go through some sort of pilot training that says this is how you need to speak over the over the loudspeaker in the plane, the intercoms? Do they great question. Great question. And surprisingly, the answer to the question is there a strict voice training? There actually isn't. There's no, in fact, when the one pilot that they interviewed that was being interviewed for this show was talking about how, um, actually they, talk, they were talking to a woman pilot and she was like, the first time I ever did an announcement, she's like, I, I, I was so, she was so nervous because she had, they don't really do any formal training on when, like when you should make an announcement, how you should make an announcement. Like it's all it has become this cultural, almost this cultural phenomenon, cultural and like learned and practice norm among pilots about like when to use the intercom, how to use it. And the things that they discuss is there ha like, it's not just one thing. There's actually multiple social factors that go into the pilot sounding like they are. Okay. So one of them, one of the factors is the, it call it, I don't want to just call it like the exposure factor. So what happens is, is you have a, a bunch of people, you have a bunch of pilots, right? And they, they spend a lot of time with each other. They fly together. They'll get the jump seat together. They'll train together. They'll go, you know, they'll go on the simulator together. They'll, they'll train with each other, you know, cause you all have like a captain, like in a, in a, in a you know, in a, you know, like a junior officer or whatever mm -hmm. training with that captain. So one of the aspects is that, is that social exposure that they are so exposed to each other all the time that they end up 
picking up over time. They end up picking up many of the same in, the, call the it cadence. inflections, the cadence, the way they address the audience, right? You know, I think that this also applies to like uh, field news reporters. Yeah. Like, I wonder if yeah. they go through a training or if it's the same kind of situation. Do they, do they just learn that from example, like how to talk like a news reporter? Right, you right. Know, when, they all kind, kind of similar, right? Yeah, when they're like they're out on the scene of like a like a car accident, like we are standing here at the car accident, you know, as onlookers, uh, you know, drive by. Like they, I can't do it, but they, yeah. they, they always have this weird cadence to their voice as well, and it sounds very news anchory. And if they if they were to actually talk to you like that, like at the dinner table, it would be really bizarre. It'd be totally bizarre, right? And he's talking to this pilot, and like he does, his voice doesn't sound exactly like that. But then he asks the pilot, he says, okay, could you just do like a, a, a practice announcement for me? Mm -hmm. And the, he, without, without even thinking about it, starts being like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be in uh, 30,000 feet here in about five minutes. Uh, flight time today will be about two hours and 15 mm -hmm. minutes. Uh, you know, it just goes into the pilot just voice. Goes, goes into the pilot voice, right. Do you, do you think maybe on some sort of like subconscious level, like they, they, they just feel like that's what they're supposed to sound like because well, they've I, heard it I, for years and years and years. Like that's just what pilots sound like. Well, and that's, so that's, what's playing into it too. So what they did was, I, I love that question. I, like, and I, and I just, I promised everybody that I'm not feeding these questions to Dave. That gets back to kind of like the original, like when, when the flying industry first took off, mm -hmm. Why, why did pilots start addressing the audience like that? Why has this become such a norm of their culture or of their, of their job, you know, of that, of that group? And a lot of it goes back to like when pilots first started flying commercially. Uh, they actually traced it the whole way back. To, I think it was Chuck Yeager um, in The Right Stuff, which was a movie that – or was a movie – sorry, the movie came out in the 70s. But Chuck Yeager was like the model pilot. Mm -hmm. And he kind of – he, he gets partial credit, not full credit. Like I said, th this is not a one variable type of thing, right? There's a lot of variables at play here. But he actually got a lot of credit for kind of, I don't want to say inventing, but Chuck Yeager kind of first put on that pilot's voice, which is that kind of like monotone, monotone but confident speaking pattern. Mm -hmm. and, and through a combination of you know, the, the explosion of the airline industry, and pilots wanting to sound like each other, and the fact that, like, I think when people want to express confidence, this was a big portion they were talking about, too. When you want to express confidence and calm to your audience, no pilot gets on, at least, at least that I've heard, they don't get on the intercom and be like, hey, everybody, uh, this is Pilot Jim. Uh, right, we're yeah. about, right? Oh, it's like, wow, we just went through some terrible storms back there. I hope everyone's okay. Um man, you know, yeah, we're about, about half a tank of fuel left. Ooh, yeah, just kidding. <laughs> hey, everybody, uh, we are about to run into a giant, uh, a giant thundercloud here coming up. It's going to get a little rough, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hope those seatbelts are working, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things they talked about, like voice, I, I think is a psychologist or path, path I, I forget what the right term is, but they were talking about how, something along those lines, they were talking about how the higher your voice tends to go and the faster you tend to speak, the more it expresses to your audience um, that, that things are not as calm. Right. So they, they, keep, a, they, are, they keep a low sort of monotone, right. uh, slower approach to their, to their, uh, their comms, their communication. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, right. and that, was, that was another factor that plays into it. And even if you listen, even if you listen to a woman pilot, I mean, I mean most people can tell the difference between a male and a female voice and, or, or people, or people, you know, they definitely pronounce that way. Right. Um, so even women pilots tend to copy the same kind of norm and speaking pattern as their male counterparts too. It's just, it's just the pilot voice. So next time you're on an airplane, listen for that because you're going to, obviously you don't need to, you already know it, but next time you're on, listen for that. And you're going to be like, huh, they really do all sound the same. Now, not exactly the same. I've had a couple pilots that are a little more 
cheerful or droney than hey, others, but... I found something here. Let's see what this is. Speaking with just a little flight information. Coming up on the left, we're going to be catching a glimpse of the Grand Canyon. On the right, you can be able to see the Hooper Dam in just a few minutes. Oh, he's a we're flying at an altitude of 37,000 yeah. feet, and our airspeed is 400 miles an hour. A couple little facts here. I'm packing a Colt King Cobra. That's a 357 <laughs> caliber. <laughs> All right, apparently this is a joke video. All right. <laughs> Well, that's just funny because you would never hear that. <laughs> no, no, right? no. But even in that parody, obviously that was a parody, yeah. but even in that parody, you could hear that even he was imitating was the trying, voice, yeah. He even put a couple us in there, and he was trying to speak a little more monotone. And on the left, you'll see the Grand Canyon as we come up. You know, even that parody is trying to parody it correctly. Yeah, yeah. Wait, pilots talking to passengers, what's this? Yeah, like, can you can you find, like, a pilot voice example? <laughs> All right, this guy, that's another joke. These are all jokes. <laughs> Everybody's just making fun of it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I get it though. It, it is interesting that, uh, uh, yeah, they all sort of do that, but they aren't, at least from what I understand, they're not told to do that. They just do no, it. They just, right, they just do it. So if you want to hear more about it and not hear the, butchered version that i just gave go check mm -hmm. out uh um this is your captain speaking it is currently the most recent episode on uh revisionist history uh podcast there you go all right interesting joe actually i'm gonna listen to that one that sounds uh that sounds pretty good uh so i'm sure they have some like fun uh fun examples on there of uh oh, they uh, yeah they speaking. do they 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 have and they have they have they talk to a pilot directly which is kind of like the I oh think personally my they, so they, they, they went him. way, way deeper than we did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they actually talked to a real pilot. Yeah, yeah, and probably had, had good examples, unlike, unlike us. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's, uh, yeah, you, uh, revisionist history on uh, any, any uh, podcast platform. Uh, check it any out. Any podcast platform. Just search for it. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on. I got a couple stories, Joe, and then uh, we will uh, end the show, like I said, with a couple new Gen Z words. Sounds so, good. All right, so my first story uh, comes out of Florida. Mm -hmm. mm, what a surprise. <laughs> Always. But this one is very, uh, I mean, it's, it had no choice but to be Florida because it was at uh, Disneyland or Disney World, whichever one's in Disneyland. Disney World is in Florida. Disneyland is in California. Oh, crap. Wait. A man, it says a man at Disneyland was arrested. But that would be California if it says Disneyland, unless it's a misprint. It might be, because I thought... Okay, so here's what happened. Uh, it says, shocking video shows Disneyland streaker going naked on It's a Small World. Oh, God. Yes. No. Oh, no, no. Yes. <laughs> Perhaps not the best ride to do that on, um, you know, because there's probably going to be some jokes coming from that. All right, so here we go. So it says a 26-year-old suspect was arrested after clips showed a man stripping down and roaming around the iconic theme park ride on Sunday. Uh, a man at Disneyland was arrested after allegedly uh, went skinny dipping in the waters of the iconic It's a Small World attraction. Uh, shocking, shocking videos on social media. What? These exist? Oh, uh, no. Uh, show a man strolling around, uh, uh, strolling around the attraction wearing nothing... Just oh wait a minute, what? It says wearing nothing, just underwear and glasses. So he wasn't totally naked. This this is huh. misleading. Uh, huh. Yeah, I thought he was butt naked. It says naked. He's not naked. I mean, right, right. How disappointing. He's not naked. All right. Well, I mean, he couldn't even go full on. Yeah, I man. If you're gonna go through with this, you know, yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go full naked. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna commit. Right. Right. I mean, no, I actually, guess you know what? if there's kids in there fair, too, yeah. I mean, right. Good for him. To be fair, he probably was thinking about that. Like, I better not do this. Yeah, that's true. Full on because you could get, you probably could get some in some serious trouble and end up on one of the lists. Oh, besides yeah. Besides doing what he already did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess there are videos online somewhere on, on Instagram or something, Facebook. TikTok, whatever, Snapchat, whatever people are using. Uh, so, yeah. So, there you go. There's there's my first story. Uh, my second story, Joe. Uh, this one I will talk about a little bit more in depth. Okay. Uh, let me pull this one up. All right. So, this one, uh, I'm like doing the pilot voice. Uh, let me pull up this, uh, this article. Next one. It says, a, a divorced woman demands refund from wedding photographer 
four years later. Oh, I swear we did something similar to this. This one just came but out. It might, okay, but it was, right, but this was like, it was like one where it's like they demanded a refund like right after it. I yeah. Think. Yeah. So this, uh, this one here uh, says a, a South African wedding photographer this week received what he calls the craziest request he has ever heard in his career. A woman whose wedding he shot four years ago uh, in 2019 is demanding a full refund for the wedding photography because she got divorced and doesn't need the photos anymore. What? Yeah, that's a reasoning. No, this this is a real thing. Yeah, dude, it's been actually all over YouTube. People are talking about it. like a lot of photographers are, you know, they're making like you know that's YouTube just, videos about this. That's just wild, right? Come on. Yeah. So, I mean, as a photographer, wedding photographer, this is because one of her arguments was, you know, there's nothing in your contract that says I can't do this. And there really shouldn't be anything. I mean, I don't believe that no court, no judge would ever rule in favor of the client. No offense to the client. I just feel like she is very much in the wrong because uh, like one, one thing that, you know, people always say about photography, you know, when you're all done with your wedding, what are you left with? You know, your pictures, right? It's, yeah, all, it's picture, all you got left. Right. Yeah. So we're not the only vendor there. You know, we're not the only professional that's involved in someone's wedding. There's also going to be the venue itself, uh, caterers who serve food, you know, DJs, you know, designers, uh, like the coordinators, right? Some case, like videographers. You know, there's all kinds of hands at work, people at play, doing making this wedding happen for you. But I feel like, I feel like because in this case, because the photographer was the only one that delivered something post wedding you know you know what i mean yeah right they 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 give a product they create a product they create a service right everything else is day of yeah so when the, when they leave the wedding the wedding is over they have nothing left to show except your pictures so that was her argument was was well, i don't need these anymore i don't want the pictures we're divorced i want my money back like hmm. uh, like that she was even trying to say like, well, give me like seventy percent back, and we'll, you know we'll call it even. I won't have to call it, you know, a judge, you know, or a lawyer. Wait, wait she was like, give me like seventy percent back. Yeah, she was trying to negotiate some money back. Oh my god. Yeah. So, so, so everything he did, this photographer, you know, pre-wedding, wedding, and post-wedding, n- nothing matters. <laughs> N- none of that matters. Right. Because you're divorced now and you want your money back. I just, I, I can't. I'm assuming that the I'm assuming that the photog- photographer did not follow through. No, no, he pretty much laughed, not not insultingly, but he's like, uh, no, he's like, that's not going to happen. And she's like, I'm going to get a hold of my lawyer. He's like, give him my number. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. I mean, go ahead. Yeah. So I, it's definitely a weird ask. Uh, I don't I don't think that most people would consider to do that. You know, I think you know, a sane person would just realize that you know, well, that sucks. You know, I have all these pictures that I don't really care for anymore. Right. I'm not going to sue him for my money back. <laughs> I'm going to sue the caterer. Like, Hey, it turns out I didn't actually need you there. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'd like a refund. Like, no, it's, it's just, it's just, I, I don't know. It's just, I think it's just wild. What some people will attempt to get their money back for. It is pretty, you know bizarre. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They will. I, I, I would never do something like that. I hope God forbid. I don't ever want that situation to happen to me. But like, I would never go back to the photographer and be like, can I have my money back? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an odd ask. Uh, but it turns out like they, after, this lady seemed like she was a bit crazy, but after some conversation, she she did ask the photographer. She's like, okay, she's like, I realized what you were saying. And she even said something like, I will seek therapy. And nowhere in the text chain that, that you get to read, yeah. does he ever mention go to therapy? So I thought, like, I don't know if it's like somebody else said that to her, but anyway, uh, she's like, I would like to do a, like a, a recently divorced photo shoot instead. Wait, what? Yeah. Apparently, like, apparently that's a thing where somebody gets divorced and then they like, you know, they like burn their wedding dress or something. Thing? It's, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it felt to me like, uh, like it was almost like a trap, you know, like she's like, okay, so like, I'm going to get it. Cause he would not talk to her. He wouldn't, he wouldn't meet up with her. Right. It almost seems like it wasn't, it wasn't 
there was nothing behind it. It was all right. Just it was just it was a way to get them face to face, so she could actually talk right. about like the you know the real deal, the, the problem. Right. right. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully he doesn't actually go through with that because I wouldn't. I'd be like I would prefer you get a hold of somebody else. Uh, just wild. Just I I, I don't know. I, it's like one of those things where it's like I don't get I don't get where people get these ideas from. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move into the last bit here, Joe, which is our uh, Gen Z word of the day. Brought oh, this back. It's been months, nice. months. Do we, have a, do, we have, do we have an intro? We do not. Gen Z word of the day. We need an intro for Gen Z word of the because day. Because you know they're just going to keep coming. I yeah. know. So we, it's, that's why. So hit hit one. Hit a random button. Um. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Gen Z word of the day. Go. <laughs> All right, so yeah, like I said, uh, some new developments here with uh, some of the new lingo that the the kids are saying. Uh, the first one, Joe, is eat. E A T eat. Uh, I I actually I know what that means. Oh, do you really? Yes, it means to consume food. That is correct. I don't. <laughs> so next, please. No, the way the way they are using it would be in the same way uh, that you would use the word like slay. Uh, so. It'd be like, oh, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, Tina is, Tina is, or the outfit is eaten. That's what they would say. Oh, man, that's rough. It's bad, dude. Honestly, yeah. That's rough. Like, I, I get some of the other Gen Z words, but this is a rough one, man. I, hey, those shoes eat. That, that's what they say. Oh, they say eat. A, okay. Someone, could someone please contact <laughs> Gen Z right now and tell them this doesn't work? What's wrong with just saying, hey, those are some really nice shoes? Right, or those shoes look great. Or those are oh, those work. are really cool. I know they just have to make I'm, stuff up. I'm calling. I'm like I'm like the I'm like the NFL referee right now. I'm pulling the yellow flag out of the pocket. Yeah, I'm like, foul. This, does, this doesn't. <laughs> no, this doesn't work. Foul. Uh, yeah. So that that's a new one. So if someone does say that something you have or wearing or doing, I suppose is is eating. Uh, it's a compliment. So there you go. Okay. All right. I'll, the, uh, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. The other one is a text. Uh, update. So if you see the the letters F R F R, I know what it stands for. Wait. So you 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 received a text that said F R F R? No, I didn't. But what I'm saying is, if you, if you do, if if someone texts you and says, uh, you know, like, hey, I am coming over tonight. F R F R. It stands for for real for real. You know what? I knew that for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So the reason for the uh, the double FRs is because it's it's supposed to be uh, like emphatic, like it's for real, for real, for right? real, for real. Yeah, like this is really happening. Like not just for real, for real, but for real, for real, for real. Yeah. I mean, I mean, okay. So they're they've just take they're taking an audible saying something that people do say, you know, out like I have okay. People have said for real or you know, for real. Like, yeah, for real, for real. Yeah, you know, people have said that out loud and they've just turned it into a text function. Yeah, I kind of like this one, actually. I might use it. I'm, I'm going to let this one go, mm -hmm. but yeah. the ref's giving it some side eye. Yeah, so if you're like, uh, like we played some hockey the other night and I'm like, and you're like, Debo, you played pretty good. I'm like, really? And if you wrote back and you're like, FR, FR, I would believe you. I'd believe you then, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, because I really, I made it really solid. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I'm just like for real, for real. You played well. You know, I must be being very truthful. And if I just send you a single fr, you're like, huh? Huh? Yeah. All right. So the last one is, uh, it, it's a little bit different. It's, um, I'll just say the word, uh, giat, giat, g giat. Yeah, g y a t t, giat. G y a t t. I had to yeah. verify the pronunciation because I wasn't sure if okay. it was giot or giot. Right. Um, I would have guessed. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. They said it's a hard G, not J. So it's, it's giot. Giot. And what's the, what's the usage? What's the context? Uh, it is in reference to a big butt. So. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. Uh, but I had to verify too. I'm like, is this like an insult if you say like, uh, oh, look at Tina's, uh, look at Tina's gut? Like that could be a good thing or a bad thing. So basically, yeah, it right. is a I mean, substitute for the words "big butt." That's it. It's just a straight substitute. Yeah. So I thought I thought initially maybe it was like, um, like an adjective. You know, it's like, oh, you know, Tina's butt is 
Giot. That's not how you use it. I found that out. <laughs> I had to clarify. So I can't help in my head. I'm like, Giot big butts, and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. But that's not, it wouldn't make any sense. No, no, that would, no, that would be, it'd be I, like, I like, a, I like Giot, and I cannot lie. Right. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <Yeah>. God. <laughs> You other brother, right. I like Giyats and I cannot. Maybe that, cannot, do you guess where it came from? No, I cannot. No. I, it's I, I don't I don't think so because it doesn't really fit in there. But it's I I don't know. Like I I'm trying to figure I'm trying to like figure out why this one makes sense and how it came to be right. And I know that's not always the answer, but usually some of these words usually have some root in some other like. Whether it be it could be another language or it's a shortened version of the word or it came it sounds like another word but this doesn't make any sense to me. No, not, I I don't think you can dissect this one and figure out what it was or came or where it came from. I don't understand. I, I don't know. I don't know. Giot. Does it, it sound like a, something a, else? I don't know. I mean, what a what a weird one. You know. Yeah, like look at Tina's giot giot. Was she giot? Like I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know where it came from. Gen Z's. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Do you have anything else to add to the show? I, I, I don't think so. I don't know if I can go beyond yacht. <laughs> yacht. Oh my God. Enthusiasm. When they see a, I'm just double checking. Oh, you're checking it out. Right? All right. This one, this one just confuses the hell out of me. And at least like, uh, the, the version that I see between like TikTok and Urban Dictionary is enthusiasm when they see a big butt. Wait, enthusiasm? Like, 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 yacht. Oh, okay, okay. Know? All right. Why though? Why? I don't get it. I don't know. I'm never going to understand so, it. However, however, and you mm. may, we may want to talk to our sources about this. Mm. They're very I reliable sources. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I'm also seeing that it can kind of slide into just saying like, God damn. Oh, like, yeah, like, God damn. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering if there is a little bit more flexibility there than what you and I are giving it. Okay. Like, it looks like it's a little more flexible than just the strict definition that we were referring to earlier. Oh, you know, I wonder, I wonder if that's sort of where it came from was maybe, See? maybe when someone says, like, you know, you know, God damn. Yeah, uh, they just dropped the damn and, and kept and kept the gut. Yep. Okay. So if they're looking at a at a uh, big butt that they are interested in, yes, and they're like yeah, and that's all they say. Okay, maybe yeah. we've just figured it yeah. out, Joe. Maybe we just figured I think, it out. I mean, and that's what we do here on the Gen Extra podcast. We figure things out. We do. I think we came uh, to a good conclusion there, and uh, yeah, got the answer. And well and done. On sir. that note, well done. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on that note, uh, 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 thank you all for tuning in for another episode of the uh, Jack's Podcast, and we will see you uh, next Monday. <laughs> Perfect. I can't, I can't end any better than that. That's right. All right, guys. Yeah, we will uh, actually see you next Monday, and uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. All right. Talk to you next time.